BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi everyone, welcome to Staying Home with Wit. And today, Timmy, we are back with part two of relationship advice with Wit and Timmy. We asked you to call into my hotline and leave a voicemail if you wanted Timmy and I to weigh in on any relationship issues you might be having. We got so many great questions. Hard to say great because I know some of you are struggling, but really, really good questions that I feel like a lot of you guys probably have similar issues with. And we wanted to answer every one. So we rolled this out into two parts. Thank you guys so much again for calling in and being so vulnerable and trusting us. We, again, are not experts, but we try to give you our point of view and that's all we can do. And hopefully if you respect our point of view, then this will mean something to you. So we hope this is helpful. Let's get into it. Hi, Wit. My name is Jen. I guess this is more of a question for Timmy because he's a guy, but I have a boyfriend. He's really great. Treats me like a queen. And we've been dating for almost six months now. And he's literally the best boyfriend on earth, except for two months into our relationship. He made a couple of comments that have really stuck with me and that I've had a hard time getting over and that still bother me. The first time was um, I was talking to him and then he asked me if she was sexy. And then he played it off as a joke and I kind of played it off too until it happened again. And um, my friend was coming over to my apartment to stop by and my new boyfriend was over and I was really excited for her to meet him until he asked how big her boobs were. <laughs> and I was like, okay, wasn't really you know, expecting to explain my friend's boob size to you, but I guess she has big boobs. Here's a picture of her. And then he was like, oh, not my type. But I was like, why does it matter if she's your type or not? You're dating me. And he was just like, there's no reason. There's no reason. I guess I just don't want to be distracted if she is good looking. And then he said that explanation was bullshit. And he just didn't know what to say because there really was no reason or logical explanation for him asking. So I just want to know from you, how do I get over that? And I want to know from Timmy, why would a guy be dumb enough to say that to his girlfriend, especially a girlfriend that he's crazy about? We only had one conversation about it. He said he wouldn't do it again. 
but it still bothers me and I don't want it to because I really love him. Thanks. All right. So I think there's two possibilities, a good one and a bad one. The bad one would be that he's like asking about other girls looks because he's into them. I mean, be really stupid of him to do that. It's kind of like if this were later in the relationship and I had a friend over and she left and you were like, how big do you think her boobs are? Like part of me would maybe be rubbed a little bit in the wrong way. But if we were together for a long time, I would probably be like, oh, that's Timmy like making a funny, like not funny, but ha- having a should curious never talk question about, about a woman's anatomy. appearance ever. Yeah. But after two months of dating, if he's making comments about how people are, how other people are sexy and how he doesn't want to be distracted by your best friend, like that feels red flaggy to me. Yeah. Two months is really early. Like there is a dynamic in our relationship that like I've worked to set up, which is that like, just because one of us thinks another human being is attractive, doesn't mean we don't love each other. And that's, I think, totally normal. And and true. I just think that like you weren't really particularly down to like hear that. And you didn't want to hear me say that other girls were attractive out of insecurity. And like it took years to establish that like it's okay if, if you think another guy is hot. Like I don't I, like I don't even know if it is established right now, honestly. Like, it, it, it and I think it's okay. <laughs> I think it's okay too because I, you have to put yourself in the other person's position because I say all the time, like, oh, that guy's so hot, or like, or even that girl's yeah. so pretty, or she's so hot, or oh my god, do you think her boobs are real or whatever it is? Like, I make those comments too, and I know it has nothing to do with how I feel about you or that I would ever cheat on you and rather be with them. Like you are allowed to think other people are attractive. It has nothing to do with your relationship. But the comment that rubbed me the wrong way was when she said the friend left and he asked how big her boobs were and then was like, I don't want any distractions. Yeah, there is a world in which like you're dating a creep and like he's like talking about other girls because he's interested in hooking up with them. But you only know that. Mm -hmm. Um, And only time may tell that. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that when anytime guys talk about other girls that they're like living in this, you know, totally objective, fair, secure with everyone world where you're just debating someone's looks with your partner and have no intention of hooking up with them. Not saying that's the only world that that can live in. But I'm just saying that world can exist. And does mm-hmm. exist for me, mm-hmm. you know? It exists for me too. And, and in a mature relationship, I actually f- feel like you break down those barriers where you have to deny something that is totally true, that other hot, attractive people exist. Mm-hmm. But your relationship is not worth that, even close. And yeah. so it's not like, ooh, there goes a hot girl. Like, I would love to, like, jump out of the car and start flirting with her. I think in a healthy relationship, you need to be able to define those differences. That, yeah. What do you think about wanting to flirt with, the the feeling of wanting to flirt with the person? Do you think that's natural? Because I honestly, like, I this may be surprising, but I 
if we're like at a wedding and there's a cute guy or whatever it is, like I'll definitely flirt. Not oh really? Not like I'm flirting because I'm I'm wanting something to actually happen, but I just think it's human nature to think someone's cute and like their personality and like wanna be well, and, flirty and but not attention. act on it. Yeah, and want yeah. their attention. I mean yeah. it's, it's all it's all up to like I think the boundaries that you set up in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And like if like I didn't know that you like to do that. And at first I was like, wait a second, like my ego is hurt. But like if we were to set it up and be like, hey, like if you ever see me talking to a cute guy, like I'm never gonna do it. But there is a part of me that misses like feeling a- attractive and having that be validated by a total stranger. Totally. And I talked to you about this just missing sh- social situations. And I wasn't talking mm-hmm. about going up to girls. I was just talking about strangers in general that I yeah. miss meeting someone and yeah. being able to be funny and charming with them and have them validate that quality that I, you know, value highly in myself. Yeah. So if you need that as a woman and go flirt with a guy and, and I really believe that you're not going to go hook up with them, which I really do believe because I know Whitney, like, because she knows that I would think that that was not okay <sighs> and put our family at risk, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't really feel a need to flirt with it's not like I feel this need that I have to flirt with people but I think it's okay to do that as long as it's kept like friendly and nothing actually happens can I ask you a question yeah are you right now like rewriting the rules because you're imagining me being like well if you're flirting with guys at a wedding am I allowed to flirt with girls at a wedding I see the thing is is like I I think you're allowed I think you're totally allowed to like be friendly and funny with girls at a wedding, whether they're good looking or not. Like, wait, but before it was flirt and now it's funny and friendly. I'm just, we're on the record here and I, I, we, I, we should establish real rules. That are you allowed to flirt with someone? It's just a for everyone listening at home, I, I can uh, feel the double standard coming on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Whitney trying to like wiggle her fair. way out it's of it. It's not fair. It's not, but well, the, it, I don't know. It feels it, like you should be able to because I, it's, the, it, it, I know you would feel the same way as me where like it would, it feels good and it's nice, but that you actually don't really care about, want, about being with them or wanting to hook up with them. Um, as long as that were the case, I think it's fine. But that is the case. But, but, it, but that, if, that has to be the assumed started, case for both of us. I know. But if you started to think that if you were starting to flirt with them and then you were really picturing like hooking up with them and like maybe wanting to, and I don't know, like that's when it's, well, it's so that? unknown. I know. Who said that was going on? It's just funny. Like you, you were writing the rules for yourself. And they were totally easy to understand. And yeah. Follow. And now you're writing them for me. And they're like super vague and hard to <laughs> decipher. <laughs> what do you... Ah, I know. I have to think about it. Okay. We'll, we'll just have to leave this one up in the air. I think it just depends on the level of flirting too. You know? Like if you're hanging out with her, talking to her for an hour, just because you're having fun, then I'm like, yikes, that doesn't feel good. Okay, but your barometer for what feels good and therefore how our behavior should be dictated, like, 
it, it'd be so easy for me to be like, oh, but you, you were flirting with a guy for 15 minutes at Bilbao? Like, yikes, that doesn't feel good. And now is not necessary. Whereas like, right. really just earlier in this podcast, you were like, as long as like, you know that your partner and you trust him, like, yeah, you could go flirt with a guy and like have that part validated and like be a sexy woman again. And I was like, hell yeah. And then as soon as it was like, <laughs> what does Timmy get to do? It's like, yeah, hmm, it feels icky. I know it's just a it slippery slope. Icky. It's just a slippery slope because the more you do that, that, then what's the next step after that? Like the, the 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 thing we're getting at is like I trust you and you don't trust me. I don't know if and it's so that your behavior is okay, but mine is not. How do you guys think that that's true and have those double standards in your relationships? Hmm. You call in and give us advice. Mm-hmm. So did we help her or not? I can't even remember what she was about. Her boyfriend making the comments about girls being sexy or her friend's boobs. I don't know. I, I think we it's couldn't too even soon get to, to the tell. Bo- we couldn't even get to the bottom of it for us. Yeah, I think it's too soon to tell for him. Sounds like a creep. <laughs> and now a word from our brand partner. So we all know this school year will be unlike any other. Whether your kids are going back to school or logging into a classroom from home, we as parents know that this is a really, really trying time. It can be super time consuming to give your kids the extra help they might need this school year. Well, I have a little bit of a solution for you guys. It's a hands-on science and art projects that you can get delivered straight to your door. This company, KiwiCo, is so amazing. They deliver the science fair slash art class situations right to you guys. I was even surprised by how much I love this as an adult because they have adult boxes too and they are really, really relaxing. Sunny and I actually made this really, really cute snake, which he loves and he got to put little eyes on it. The greatest thing about the boxes is that they're super easy to do the projects. They give you everything you need so you don't have to go to the store or buy anything extra. It's just so awesome to be able to have this at your disposal when you don't really know what to do. And the project takes like 20 minutes. The kids are super involved and it's something that they actually then can end up with and play with. So this cute little snake that we made, he was obsessed with it for, I don't know, however long kids are obsessed with things for. But once you're done with that and they lose interest, then you can go on to the next project. That's what's so great about KiwiCo is that it's actually a subscription. So you're never short on projects. Basically, your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects. And they'll be so excited to get them in the mail, especially at a time when they they might be unable to go to fun places like museums. It's just a really fun activity that comes straight to them. You'll also be surprised at how high quality the materials are. These are real engineering science and art projects. As a parent, I know it can be super hard to find creative and new things to keep your children busy and challenged. So many people have been writing to me asking me what we're doing to keep busy. And KiwiCo is one of those things. KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. There's no commitment so you can pause or cancel at any time. And there are different crates for kids of all ages. So there's something for every kid on your list. 
Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash with wit. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart like me at KiwiCo. So again, get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash with wit. That's kiwico, K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash with wit. Hi, I'm Dr. Deepika Chopra. My passion, calling, and job is really all about blending together holistic practices with real evidence-based science to help people around the world cultivate more optimism, success, and resiliency. You won't want to miss this new podcast as you'll get to hear from elite athletes, recording artists, couples, and maybe even my toddler. So if you're into arming yourself with some new practical happiness tools, join me on Mondays for your morning optimism dose. Oh, and don't forget, things are looking up. And now back to our chat. Okay, next one. Mm -hmm. Hi, Whitney. How did you and Timmy feel like you knew you were the person you wanted to marry? I got into my first real relationship probably a little bit later than everyone else. So I feel like I skipped some of the growing pains of love when you're young, like in your early 20s or even your teens. And But still, this is my first real relationship. And yeah, it's just, it's hard to tell if you follow the, oh, I just know feeling like, what does that mean? Or is that even smart? Like, shouldn't you put more thought into it than that? Like, shouldn't it also be a little bit, a little bit logical too? I don't know. Yeah. How do you know? And for someone that has their first relationship slightly later than probably most people in their late twenties. How do you, what do I do? (laughs) Okay. Thanks. Bye. In my experience, I had dated already a bunch of people before I met Timmy. So I, I knew what I didn't like. I knew what I wanted. I knew I was just confident in who I wanted as a partner. And when I met Timmy, I knew he was the one right away. But I don't think that that happens for everyone. So I don't think that you should put the pressure on yourself to feel like if you didn't feel that way right away or if you don't feel that way now that that person is not the one. However, I do think that if you're having any kind of doubts and this is your first relationship, that maybe it could be worth exploring other relationships in order to know. I agree. I I feel like what you're saying is you don't have to know it's the one for it to be the one. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're, if you're like sort of iffy about the person, then it's probably not the one. Mm -hmm. And then I, I would just add, and something we've talked about before, is that like, like that's a lot of pressure for it to be the one. I know. Because like, think about it. It's not just like the one like living right now. Like you're the one could have been someone who lived in like ancient Mesopotamia and like you never got a chance to meet them. So like take the pressure off yourself and like. There are multiple ones for you, I for think. For sure. And like there, there are people who, who you're going to meet and you're going to know 
that that you're right for them. And that's more of the barometer, not the one, but just are you right for them? But if like you're you're sort of on the fence with the person you're already with, I, it doesn't sound like a great. Especially if it's your first relationship, I would try and get some other experience. And maybe your experience will prove to you that that person was the one or that person was right for you. And maybe there's a time and place for you in the future, but it's. Yeah. And I also don't think you're that late in the game. Like, yeah, like no, late not 20s, like you're fine. Yeah. You're we fine. didn't start dating until late 20s. That's right. Well, so, my late 20s. My mid 20s? Your mid to late. Okay. 20s. Mid lots? Your mid lots. All right. Last one. Last one. Hey, Wit. I just had a question for your relationship advice. Uh, I've been with my boyfriend for going on six years and I'd really like Timmy's perspective on this too, because it always helps from a male's perspective in relationships um, because women can get a bit overthinky and we're crazy. Let's just admit it. Um, But really, I just want to know, you know, after six years, we don't really have the in-depth conversations of marriage and kind of what comes next out of our relationship. And I'm always curious if, you know, he's thinking that too. Does he plan next steps? Does he not plan next steps? Is he a total dude and just doesn't ever even think about it? So what are kind of those next step thoughts? How do you go into them? Where do you finally decide this is it or this isn't it? Or let's just kind of stay where we're at because it is good. Not to say that this relationship is bad. It's really great. He's my best friend, but we just don't have those moments of conversation where it's what's next how do we move forward from here and what does that look like or what do we want that to look like so any advice love listening to you guys you seriously are i know the hashtag goal thing is annoying to you guys i'm sure but it's so nice to to hear what you guys go through and that you're normal like the rest of us and you you have those things too so thanks guys first thing is like is he just like a dude, dude who like never thinks about next steps? I was never that dude. I you always were thought always about, thinking about next steps. Yeah, I was like, this girl likes me. Like, does she want to be my girlfriend? Like, and then does she want to marry me? <laughs> right, and I was like, oh, like this is going well. Should we get married? No, I mean, like, I was con- like, yeah, I-, I thought about all those steps, um, especially in a six-year relationship. I mean, yeah, that's the Sorry. big thing. So. I don't know. Did she say how old she was? She did not. So that matters. I mean, if you're 24 and you guys have been dating since you're 18, like, okay, it's one thing. But I mean, it's a long time. It's a long time. I know you want Timmy's opinion, but I'm just going to step in here real quick. I think that if you're thinking this and you want some answers, that this is something that you just have to have to sit down and have an honest conversation with him about and that you shouldn't feel bad about wanting to know what's next, that it's okay after six years that you guys talk about some sort of plan. Have they ta- Have they talked about it? Like, is it the type of thing where where they're like, like Mike... C and his girlfriend like they're just like in they're older and they live together and but they're never gonna get married but I think that's like out in the open and that's just like what they want and mm-hmm. that's fine mm-hmm. just as you're saying like have an open conversation just set the rules of engagement meaning like tell tell people what you want what you want and what you need from them like mm-hmm. like you are playing a game of monopoly like you read the rules first unless you just know how to play a lot of people just think they know how to play and they don't know how to play mm-hmm. and then you have to like go back to the rules and you get in a big fight and it's all just written there for you in the beginning like set it up in the beginning 
Right. Maybe. I don't well, know. You don't want to be like, I want to get married yeah, in two years. Exactly. <laughs> like, but I do think that there is a certain time and I'm not going to say exactly how much time there is. It's kind of basically like when you start to feel like you want to know what's next, you should ask what's next. And like, m- probably not too soon because you don't want to scare the person away. But in this case, it's six years and you have every right to ask what they want from this relationship. Yeah. Let's go through like the natural amount of time, what what we think is the right amount of time, knowing that there is no like set guideline. So you meet someone and you start dating and let's say you're dating, you go on six dates I think, in like two months, right? Yeah. Like, that is a totally natural time to be like, okay. Should we be BFGF? Right. Should we make a Facebook a fish? And then, so, so then you're dating and dating can last for a long time. Yeah. I think dating can then last. Dating can last as long as you want it to last. After a year of dating, though, I think you should expect. To ask if we're serious? I don't think after a year you have the marriage talk. No, to take it to the next step. Like maybe like move in together after a year. Move in. Move in Mm -hmm. is the next step. And then after like a year, if it's two years of living together, I guarantee someone's going to be thinking, proposal fiance. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. That sounds like a reasonable timeline yes. to me. Yes. And then, you know, if you're fiance, if you're engaged and you're and like, you know, I mean, you're, once you're engaged, you're married. But if your engagement lasts for more than a year without like wedding plans starting, like red flag city. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're married. Yeah. But that's, that is given that they're like maybe at 30 years old. Like it all, it, it all is different depending on how old you are. Cause things could happen really fast. You're, like if you're, if you're 50, 75, you or, need to accelerate the process. Or if you're, even if you're 35 and you feel like, oh my God, my eggs are hard boiling. That's what happens. They hard boil. They don't, but that's like a saying that people say. Oh, oh. Sometimes things have to move faster right, for women so, that are older. So that was like the mid 20s uh-huh. timeline, let's say. Uh huh. 35 year old timeline. You start dating. I think it's still a year of dating and then move in with each other. And then after moving in with each other, after a year of living together, I think then it's like, are we doing this for real and getting married? I think two years at mid-30s is reasonable. Yes. This is all caveated with the fact that these are, you know, there's contingencies for all sorts of life events that get in the way and this doesn't apply to every person. But, you know, we all know that's the truth. Okay. (laughs) Okay, that's it. That's it. Good luck. I mean, six years, you definitely have the right to ask a guy, what's the deal? A hundred percent. I'll ask him. Give us his Instagram handle. I'll just be like, dude, what's the deal? Like, you really like this girl? You guys are best friends. You've been dating for six years. Do you want to get married? And he'd be like, no, you know, I I really don't believe in marriage. Be like, well, maybe you should fucking tell her that because she needs to know. And if you guys want to make a deal with your boyfriend, girlfriend for the rest of your life, great. Have at it. You don't want to have kids. You don't have to have kids. But at least there's some conversation and some closure and you don't have to be wondering what the other person wants all the time. You shouldn't be wondering what the other person wants ever. You should just ask. You should always be telling them. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a good iteration of this, like a new version of the show would be like girls calling in and telling them their issues with their boyfriends and then you calling the boyfriends I would and do be, that. Like, be like, what's here, up? Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. Let me help you work through this because your girlfriend's spiraling or I'll whatever. explain it to you for your girlfriend and then I'll take the news back to her. Exactly. <laughs> I would do that. I would break up with people and be like, guess what? You're getting engaged. 
Johnny's ready to take the next step with you. And here he is, and he's in a suit. Is there a show that's like that? I don't know, but there should be. All right. Well, this was fun, you guys. Well, I'd just like to say thank you for having me. You're my favorite guest. All right, let's go eat a bagel. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.